Hello and welcome back all you beautiful people. We are back with the fourth episode of our second season on Besties on a Mission. We are your older sisters who read so that you don't have to. Or you can if you want to. We are super excited to have you back on our show once again and some of the feedback we've been getting from our listeners is truly truly heartwarming. I'm really grateful for you listeners and for all your involvement and encouragement. We're excited to have you join us once again as we continue our journey through the exploration of more useful topics from this book Becoming Supernatural that we are very confident you will enjoy. We are going to talk about reconditioning the body to the new mind as a pivotal exploration into the mind-body connection literally. You've heard us talking about the mind-body connection several times and this is the chapter that we are going to see now which is going to invite us to embark on a journey of profound transformation where the mind and body collaborate and how we can use all this information for our overall holistic well-being. So at the heart of Dr. Joe's teachings lies the notion that our bodies are not passive recipients of our thoughts but active participants in the creation of a reality. This chapter serves as a guide that links science to spirituality which happens to be my favorite now. It includes neuroplasticity, epigenetics and the alchemy of mind body integration in an extremely tangible way. Now, let's transition into some fundamental topics and before delving into the essence of reconditioning the body to the new mind, it's crucial to grasp the foundational concepts of neuroplasticity and epigenetics. So, coming to neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is like our brain superpower to change and grow. It can create new connections as we experience, think and feel. So, Dr. Joe wants us to understand that our thoughts and experiences can shape our brain and how we see and react to the world. And the next most important thing that you'd have to know is epigenetics. It is 100% different from genetics, but beyond the confines of genetic information, which is your DNA, epigenetics shows that our actions, thoughts, surroundings, environment can impact how our genes work. Dr. Joe wants us to know that our bodies aren't controlled by our genes alone. They respond to whatever environment you put yourself in, whatever your mind tells it. Through conscious choice and intention we can shape the expression of a genetic code which might seem super woo woo but that's actually true depending on the environment that you're in your genes are expressed accordingly so combining neuroscience and epigenetics which happens to be my areas of expertise in science through years of education in genetics and work experience in neuroscience as well so i'm really excited to discuss this topic in this episode today So Dr Joe really uh, gives a new perspective on epigenetics because when we were studying or at least for me I would have never associated epigenetics with the mind body connection it was mm-hmm. always in context with diseases so it, it was really interesting to know how epigenetics affects our uh, life Yes because from the lectures that we've had on epigenetics I remember it had a lot to do with DNA methylation mm-hmm. and ubiquitination and so many different complicated scientific terms but no one really tied it to the daily use of how that epigenetics dictates your life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah exactly So now let's look at this wonderful blueprint of mind body integration and how we can use this to our advantage consciously 
So when we are armed with the understanding of neuroplasticity and epigenetics, we step into the core of the chapter, reconditioning of the body to the new mind and go further beyond our current capabilities of processing information. So the first and the foremost important topic of this episode is the fact where Dr. Joe sort of describes the body as the subconscious mind. So, so far we've discussed what the subconscious mind is in our previous season in so many different levels. Also, we've touched upon the subconscious mind in this season as well. But Dr. Joe propels us into this possibility where the body becomes the subconscious mind, as in it becomes an embodiment of all the information that your subconscious mind has, which is all of your thoughts, emotions and beliefs. So our bodies, as he explains, are the subconscious mind in action. So every belief, every emotion is etched into the fabric of a physiology, not just a psychology, but of a physiology. Thus, the process of reconditioning involves rewiring that subconscious script and transforming the body from a record of the past to a canvas of the future. You know how beautiful that is? Because it's a constant thinking, feeling loop that we have been feeding on and on and on again and again, where the past incident causes someone to feel an emotion no matter how negative that is and to keep repeating that loop by then thinking similar chain of thoughts over and over again and this feeds into the loop again and again so when you consciously decide to break that pattern it just doesn't reflect in your mind it goes deeper than that into your body which he explains to be the subconscious mind Mm -hmm. so the underlying point is that our emotions are stored in the form of energy in our energy centers or chakras and Mm -hmm. uh, that's why it is so easy to open up the thinking feeling loop that Mm -hmm. you explain now in the last episode we discussed that most of us are driven by the first three energy centers and that tempts us to give into mundane things and that's when you trigger this thinking feeling loop which is corresponding to the first three chakras that's when you have a lot of distractions and face so many obstacles in your life yes because it's something as small as there's so much traffic today that triggers that negative loop that ties into oh your coffee being bad that morning or your boss not giving you compliments that morning or you having trouble with your colleagues that morning whatever it is one thing can set And then the negative thinking feeling loop is triggered over and over again, unless you break that cycle with deciding that the traffic doesn't bother you at all whatsoever, and that the traffic has nothing to do with your mind. This is something that I'm personally experiencing because um, the winters in the UK is not that great because it starts to get darker quicker and the sun rises later. So my mood seems to be affected by the weather more often. So this is something a lot of people experience living in the UK, living in Europe, living in Canada, which I'm assuming is common. But then I have to make the conscious decision every morning of thinking, no, I'm not going to be bothered by the weather. It's a good bright day regardless of what the sun says. Similarly, people often experience negative emotions during the holiday seasons, typically in December. This is called December blues or holiday blues. This can be attributed to several factors that contribute to a thinking-feeling loop, causing feelings like sadness, stress, or anxiety. Remember, it's entirely normal to experience these things, but by acknowledging them and taking proactive steps to address them, which you'll learn in this episode as we go, you can break the thinking-feeling loop. The key is to be patient with yourself and practice these strategies consistently to cultivate a more positive and resilient mindset. 
So it just ties down to thinking, feeling loop. You have to break that loop from wherever you think it's being triggered, wherever you think it's getting started from. So let's move on to breaking the addiction to these emotions. So emotions, as Dr. Joe elucidates, are addictive. So the body becomes addicted to certain emotional states, whether it's positive or negative. These emotional addictions dictate our behavior, influencing our choices and responses. And reconditioning the body entails breaking free from the shackles of emotional addiction. So, of course, it requires a conscious choice to disentangle from the familiar yet detrimental emotions that have become ingrained in our cellular memory. So since we've already explained that your body stores every negative emotion you've had, you have to be the conscious one to get away from those negative emotions. Since the body believes it's in the same past experience, because to the body, the emotion is literally the experience. Whether it is you experiencing a traumatic accident or whether you experience a heartbreak or getting cheated on or fights in your family, whatever it may be, you are conditioning your body to remain in that experience every single time you feel that emotion. So you have to take the conscious action to break it. In order to create something significantly different in our lives, we must find a way to pull the mind out of the body and change our being. We must find a way to get away from those negative emotions so we can step into positive feeling emotions. Like we've mentioned before, our brain loves the known. And that's why even if something is detrimental to you, you still choose the situation because your brain knows how to handle that situation. So it's simply that your brain doesn't want to accept the uncertainty and therefore it gets addicted to the known emotions. This is a wonderful example because so many of us or so many people I used to know choose to stay in conflicting situations who choose to be in... Yeah unfulfilling relationships relationships as well abusive relationships Mm. as well because that is all that they know like this is something that i have noticed in so many indian families at least from the previous generation where they have decided to stay in something even if they're not happy in it just because that is the known and they are not willing to step into the unknown or the unfamiliar or something unexpected but the point is nothing better comes out of the known nothing amazing comes out of the known because you've experienced everything to the fullest possible potential you have to take the giant leap of faith into the unknown to know what else is out there to experience something new how do you break out of this addiction this pattern let's see that brings us to the third thing that i'd want to cover the topic power of meditation in reconditioning the body to a new mind so meditation in itself emerges as a potent tool in the transformative process like because i promise you you cannot find a single human on this earth who practices meditation is not in a calm and composed state majority of their time dr joe introduces us to that art of transcending the self this is the practice of moving beyond the known self to access the pure realm of potentiality everything that's unknown everything that's unexpected Through meditation, we enter the gap between thoughts, the quantum realm, where the body can be reprogrammed at a cellular level, meaning you let go of everything that ties your body to those negative feeling emotions, thoughts, beliefs, and everything in between. It's not merely a mental exercise. It's sort of a sacred communion with the intelligence that orchestrates the entire cosmos, the universe, everything literally. 
Through this breathing technique, the breath technique described in this chapter, you will have more energy to yourself, create a different life, manifest more health, or have a mystical experience to name just a few possibilities. And the breath does just that. It gives us a way to pull the mind out of the body and to move all that stored energy from the first three centers up to the spine, to the brain, restoring the electromagnetic field surrounding the body. It liberates so much of the trapped energy that keeps us in lower emotional states or vibrational states from our first three energy centers. So our vital life force present dormant in our body can move upwards. So in this breath technique, here is what you do. I'll try my best to explain it in the most tangible way possible. But if you do have any doubts, please do not hesitate to reach out to us because we'll be able to guide you better. So here is what you do. You get into a calm, relaxed state in a seated position with your spine straight. This is something that's important. Please keep your body in a straight posture. Imagine a protective bubble. Like we've already explained, it's important to know that you are in a protective bubble so nothing, nothing negative can bother you or harm you. And then start by contracting the muscles in your perineum or your pelvic muscles followed by your lower abdomen and your upper abdomen and then inhale. You can sense your energy raising to the top of your head and hold your breath for at least 5 to 10 seconds and then exhale. Practice this. The more you practice, the easier it becomes. Yes, yes, exactly. So initially, it might be a little bit difficult, but then you'll notice that you're able to hold your breath for longer periods of time. So if you have any difficulty, please reach out to us. So I practiced the breath technique by sort of comparing it to my swimming techniques, like holding my breath underwater for longer between strokes. So those who can swim can probably relate to this. But when I first started swimming again, after almost 10 years, I found it difficult to go without air between each stroke. And then I gradually was able to do it with ease for at least a 25 meter lap. And it is quite similar to that. You start with 5 to 10 seconds and then you build your capacity to however long you can hold. This way, you are forcing all of that vital energy that is lying dormant in your first chakra to raise to the crown chakra or the energy center that is at the top of your head. This ties into another important concept of cerebrospinal fluid that is present dormant at the first chakra or the first center. And this is also called as the prana tube, which is the spinal cord through which the life force raises to the the top of your head so it's the cerebrospinal fluid that raises from your first energy center to your last energy center and you might have heard that uh, proper breathing solves everything and that's true and even when you are working out you're supposed to hold your breath at certain positions and also the same for yoga so breath actually solves everything proper breathing does solve everything and by using the breath technique to release familiar emotions stored in the body from years of thinking and feeling the same way and then by emotionally rehearsing new states every day with practice these unlimited emotions will become the new normal for you exactly and i have experienced so many different changes you have experienced so many different changes in a mm -hmm. short period of time that mm -hmm. i don't think could have happened just by living life just by like cruising through life exactly. i guess exactly i guess all of the difference happened because of these steps and these techniques in a very short amount of time and mm -hmm. i believe that i'm transforming into the best version of myself every single day because i am practicing these techniques because i am exactly. reconditioning my body to mm -hmm. a new mind mm -hmm. every day yeah breathing is one of the techniques that you can use to actually increase your vibrations so yes breathe away <laughs> So the next thing that we would like for you to pay attention to is intention. We cannot emphasize enough. If you have the right intention, the thoughts will follow, the action will follow, everything else will follow. 
one of the important things that I realized with epigenetics is that when it's in a detrimental environment, it sort of causes negative expression of the genes, whether it's upregulation of the genes or the downregulation of the important vital genes, it causes your body to be in a diseased state. And this is also something that I've learned when you are in a state of survival, when you are in anxiety, when you are distressed, all of your genes are working just to make sure that you are surviving, not thriving. <laughs> just surviving so all the epigenetics is activated in such a way that your genes are expressed to ensure your survival so let's say that you've been in a negative situation or let's just take the pandemic for example a lot of people were influenced so negatively by the pandemic a lot of people experience stress a lot of people experience anxiety and all of these are the environmental factors or the environment that their body was getting used to after a period of time living in the pandemic that they started to experience negative gene expression of certain genes that caused them to have diseases or caused them to have i don't know adhd or so many different issues like some of them even developed cancer this is my personal story because i feel like after the pandemic i developed type 2 diabetes as well because before that I was thriving and I was happy and through the pandemic my body sort of lost its original capacity to live and thrive and it was negatively affected by my circumstances and I kept feeding into that negative thinking feeling loop that I experienced negative outcomes which is a disease and this is why I was able to rectify and change and have controlled diabetes within a short period of time because I realized that epigenetics plays the crucial role like if I change my environment, if I cut out everything that causes anxiety, if I cut out everything that stressed me or everything that put my body in the survival mode, I would be healing and thriving almost immediately. And that's exactly what happened over the period of time. True. Yeah. Since we already covered the basics of epigenetics, that it's the science of how your genes can be turned on or off by the environment and the experiences. Now, Imagine you have a say in this whole process. Your choices, your behavior, your positive intentions all have the power to influence gene regulation. Studies suggest that cultivating healthy intentions and lifestyle changes can lead to remarkable epigenetic changes that enhance well-being and even extend your lifespan. Whether you're adopting a healthier diet, embracing mindfulness, or practicing self-care, your intentions can trigger positive changes at the genetic level. Let me put this in a different way. Your genes are like instruments, and your intentions are the melodies that can be played. This connection reminds us that our conscious choices can have a long-lasting impact on our health and the health of our future generations. The intertwining of epigenetics and intentions underscores the incredible power we have to shape our genetic legacy. So as you go about your day, remember that your intentions are not just about today, but it can influence the genetic stories of tomorrow. At the heart of reconditioning is the power of intention. Dr. Joe guides us to harness this force of intention, a focused, elevated emotion. Please pay attention. It's a focused, elevated emotion coupled with a clear vision of the desired outcome. This includes no ifs and buts, no waters, none of those games. Intention, as he describes, is the architect of reality. It shapes the energy field around us, influencing the unfolding of events in alignment with our visions. So in reconditioning the body, intention becomes the blueprint for a new harmonious symphony of well-being. In this way, you signal some of the good genes ahead of the environment. Your body will express a greater potential by expressing new genes to make new proteins for a greater expression of life. 
So basically, if you can signal your genes to create a disease, you can also signal your genes to heal your body. Let's move on to quantum field and the mind-body coherence. Quantum field is a recurring theme in Dr. Joe's teachings. It becomes the playground for reconditioning. So it's Mm -hmm. the canvas upon which we paint our intentions and it responds to the coherent vibrations of our thoughts and emotions. Achieving mind-body coherence is akin to tuning into the frequency of well-being. It involves aligning our mental landscapes with the intelligence of the quantum field, allowing it to inform our biology and shape our experiences. Yes, so the quantum field is your best friend. Please remember that. (laughs) Tune into the quantum field so you can have unknown experiences that may be far more rewarding and far more fulfilling than whatever you are experiencing right now. Now let's look at the practical applications of integrating mind-body practices into your daily life. Dr. Joe doesn't just leave us with theoretical concepts as we have discovered so far. He provides practical applications to integrate mind-body practices into our daily life. And I couldn't emphasize more, the mind-body integration is very important. You could have all the information in your mind and without your body accepting it, it's like you've only crossed the bridge halfway. You need to make sure Mm -hmm. that the body embodies it as well. So you are completely covering the distance and crossing over the bridge. He mentioned in the book, Practical Advanced Workshop in Tampa, US, where he showed drastic changes in gene expression after the four-mere-day workshop through elevated emotions and the breath technique in his 30 random participants. This workshop monitored the gene expression of eight important genes well-known for cancerous cells and tumor growth, neurogenesis, and aging that reduced the harmful regulation of these genes after the workshop. The genetic lover in me would love to list all these genes and their mechanisms, but I don't know how many of the listeners would understand. Needless to say, I did check the genes and their corresponding function and their underlying mechanisms. So the gene expressions in long term definitely do have benefits when it is regulated in a conscious way. The workshop in Tampa that he discussed in the book sounds incredibly impactful. And you're absolutely right. Diving into the specific traits and the mechanisms might be a bit too detailed for all our listeners. Now, while the specifics of these genes and their functions can be quite intricate, it's important to grasp the broader picture here. What this study reveals is that our emotional states and intentional practices have the potential to influence our genetic makeup. These findings open up new horizons in our understanding of the mind-body connection and how we can actively shape our health and well-being. So far, we have seen that this is backed up by science. But with the techniques given in the chapter where you recondition your body through the quantum field, it is almost like bridging science, spirituality and self-transformation. Like it's an amalgamation of all these three very different yet interlinked topics. From breath work to heart coherence techniques, he empowers us with tools to transcend the limitations of the past and cultivate a state of coherence where the body becomes a receptive instrument for the melodies of a new mind. So learn to bless your body, bless your life, bless your soul. Bless your future as well as your past. Bless the challenges in your life and bless the intelligence within you that is giving you life. Finish by giving thanks for a new life before it has been made manifest. It's just a reminder that our emotions, mindset, and breathing techniques can have a huge impact on our overall well-being. 
Now let's move to the conclusion of this episode. As we conclude our exploration of reconditioning the body to the new mind, a profound realization emerges. We are literally not prisoners of our past. I used to think that for a very long time. I used to think I'm the victim of my past. We are literally anything but that. The body with its cellular intelligence is a canvas awaiting the strokes of a conscious creation. Through the marriage of the intention with the meditation and the understanding of the quantum field. Marry all of these topics together. Then we become the architects of our well-being. This chapter serves us as an invitation. An invitation to recognize the extraordinary capacities of all the potential within us. An invitation to step into the role of co-creators of our reality. In this symphony of mind-body integration, you need to understand that each note of intention, each chord of coherence, each emotion contributes to the harmonious composition of holistic well-being. Becoming Supernatural is not merely a book. It is a guidebook for those seeking to transcend the ordinary and dance with the extraordinary. In reconditioning the body to the new mind, Dr. Joe Dispenza beckons us to embark on a transformative journey, a journey where the body becomes the instrument through which the melodies of a new mind are expressed, and the symphony of well-being becomes the soundtrack of our lives. And honestly, guys, there's so much more detailed and delicate information provided in these chapters, including how we are all electromagnetic beings. There's so much on energy and matter and how we are powerful beings as just energy. And there's something on inductance and the earth being electromagnetic. And there's just so much more that I wish we could cover. But we have tried our best to cover the most important topics the best we could in the 30 minutes that we have. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Our hope is that this episode has piqued your curiosity and inspired you to delve deeper into these subjects. So the universe is a vast and a mysterious place. And the more we explore, the more we realize how much there is to learn and understand. Thank you for joining us for this episode. And until next time, keep exploring and expanding your horizons. So, as we all know, before we go away, we do have a task for you. And for reconditioning your body, here are the tasks that we have. So you could involve in making intentional changes to improve your overall health and well-being. Here are some of those things. The first thing, the breath technique. I've already described it. Please go back again and listen to it. Listen to it over and over again till you can practically repeat it yourself and try and practice it. Again, if you face any difficulties, please don't hesitate to contact us. We're more than happy to teach this as this has transformed our lives and I promise it will transform yours. The second thing is regular exercise. I know at this point, there is nothing better than regular exercise because it engages your physical body to move in ways that makes you feel better. And you know that as well. So stop being lazy. And I'm sorry to call you out on that, but stop being lazy and start having regular exercising habits because it doesn't just improve your physical health. It boosts your mood and energy levels and literally everything feels better. And this third thing is please do check out the reconditioning guided meditation by Dr. Joe Dispenza. You could download it on his website and please practice it. We look forward to hearing your feedback and reviews and do visit our website www.bestiesonamission.com. And don't forget to check out our digital product affirmations alchemy on our website so thanks for tuning in see you soon in our next episode with more wonderful useful information we are your older sisters who read so that you don't have to or you can if you want to (laughs) 